This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 255, The Swan Princess, A Royal Wedding. Seriously, what else is there? Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode. Hey there, animation addicts. I'm your host, Morgan Stradling. And I am Chelsea Robson. Chelsea, I know that you are super pumped because you were such a super fan of the last movie that we had to... We're not doing a nerdy couch discussion episode. We are jumping right into the sequel of the ninth swan princess movie this is number 10 (laughs) also known as number 10 (laughs) also known as number 10 swan princess a royal wedding Ooh, Ooh, yes very very good i'm excited about this so this movie actually takes place in a country that could be considered china i guess it's the kingdom the kingdom of cathay kingdom of cathay which is basically china AKA China. AKA yeah. China. So both Morgan and I have been to China and we have talked about some of our stories in other episodes, but I was just wondering, is there another one that you've been holding out on? What, are, what is a funny, good story of when you were in China? You know, the only, the one that's coming to mind was we were at Tiananmen Square and we were going and, and visiting that location. And at this point in time, I had brown hair. Very, very rare time that I've ever had brown hair. I I'm, was born a blonde, a very dirty blonde. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. I've always dyed my hair blonde because my hair naturally is blonde. Right. Even though it's very, very dark. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really trying to. <laughs> I'm blonde, okay? <laughs> yes, I am. Um, but if you are a natural blonde, even if you have darker hair, when your hair is bleached, it picks it up very easily and nicely it's because right. like naturally it knows like this is where i should be at home <laughs> so anyways this was a period of time where i had brown hair and this does matter to the story <laughs> okay <clears throat> and i was just walking around and then people started coming up to me asking if they could have a picture with me and i was like uh okay and so i was like oh sure so i took some picture and then i i guess people thought that i looked like angelina jolie <laughs> which 
thank you, but not <laughs> <Amazing>. really. <laughs> thank you very much, the mistress of all evil. Yes, but um, if you've seen pictures of me, it's not it's not a resemblance in the least. But uh, it goes with the stereotype. You know, a lot of times people from other cultures think people from the other culture all look the same, right. and I guess I look close enough to Angelina Jolie with, with brown hair. And I'm not even kidding. There was a line probably 20 deep of people wanting to take pictures with me. And I kind of just like, whatever, sure. Let's just do this. Make someone's day. Um, I hope they really didn't think it was me because, or was her because <laughs> I'll not, be but... comparing that later and <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, it's just so funny. I would never go to another country and just to a random person off the street, be like, can I take a picture with you? Very strange. Very strange. Yeah. I, that actually happened to me as well. Uh, Angelina Jolie, not Angelina Jolie, <laughs> but my cousin and I, we were in Shanghai and they have these pic- they have the, um, this building that looks like, or it's supposedly dragon's tails going around different pearls, but it's just a giant building with a ball kind of in the center. And at the top, it's very iconic for Shanghai and we're along the water and there's like a river that goes on one side or the other of the city. And so we're along that area and we stand there and we're like, hey, can you take this picture of us? The guy really wanted us to pay him to take the picture. And so we're like, OK, oh, cool. Gosh. Well, fine. We'll have you do that. And so he takes our picture. But then at that moment, there starts to become a line of people that want to take a picture with us at that place. <laughs> and then he starts charging them to take pictures of us. <laughs> like, wait a second. I, I love a good entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I, I need a kickback on this. <laughs> Both my cousin and I are more on the blonder side as well. And so that yes. is more of something that people uh, over there are like, interesting. This is new. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, good times. Good times were had. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. What a pal. (laughs) (laughs) But that actually leads into a little bit of our discussion today on a royal wedding. Because you can't be the royal wedding as in Elise is not getting married, though she's just off gallivanting with her beau at some tulip festival somewhere. Uh, Okay, she's 16. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be fun. Let's just jump into it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so this movie, just to to set the stage a little bit, it was directed by Richard Rich, as always. It was released a year after the ninth movie, more or less, August 4th, 2020. It was released on DVD September 10th, 2020. Apparently, there was a snafu with the distributor. Uh, There was some mix-up with the DVDs and whatnot, so it didn't come out on time, but it came out a month later. So 
no, no, no. That is no good. Especially but... if you were like Morgan and really wanted to watch that next episode. Anxiously, anxiously waiting I, for this. I know having an everyone to was. wait an additional month. I mean, that's kind of mean. Yeah, but that is kind of the way that they do it now yeah. with, you know, digital first and then two weeks later. Fine. Like you, you peasants who still have <laughs> DVD can get it on DVD. Um, obviously, production companies the same as the previous one. Nest Family Entertainment, Sony, Wonder and Streetlight Animation. OK. Yep. There we go. There we so go. let's jump into it. We should do a recap. So give me a little recap, Chelsea, of what happens in this film. So a recap of what happens in this film is it starts out with Mei Li saying, it was too sad to tell my story before, but now I can tell it. So I guess she's confiding in Odette and telling her whole story <laughs> about how she was falling in love with her artist boyfriend and her artist <laughs> boyfriend is, you know, painting little little lines on her face being oh how cute i'm creating a little mole on there um <laughs> and then the dad comes in and it's like you have been going up to the surface again haven't you haven't you brings in with him a sorceress that he has on staff because you know everybody's got to have one yeah all good rulers do you need to have a vizier a sorceress a sorcerer Fang is the vizier and she covers her face most of the time at the very, like she covered it all the, of number nine. And then at the very beginning of number 10 of the Swan Princesses, and then her eyes glow and then turns Mei Li's boyfriend Chang into this dragon, which we saved last time. So she's retelling the story to Odette saying, okay, I actually am afraid to go back home because my dad already did this to me once. I'm afraid he'll do it again. And can we just like move in with you? Because that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, um, you want to move into my basement or something? What? <laughs> so <laughs> then they're like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> no, that's not going to work for us. How about, <laughs> how about if we go with you? Back, we'll go with uh, Lee back to China or, you know, what is this city's name? Cathay. Cathay. I'm the super fan. Of course, I would yes. know. <laughs> we go back with you to Cathay and we're going to try to convince your father of this story uh, that uh, he should not be mad at you and should just accept your choices of being with this uh, unemployed artist. But it's fine. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so... They decide to do that. And Lee, he's depressed because he gave up his crush on Elise and is going to be heading out. And it's just sad. He's got a really cool trophy, though. I have to say it's a swan that's in the shape of a musical thing. I liked yes. it. And so he's coming back with a trophy. So, you know, it's not all bad for him. And they're supposed to hide underneath the ship, like below deck. Because they don't want anybody to know that she had been, uh, Melee had been away with Chang at this other place. And so they're like, well, we'll they don't we'll want wait. her to know she's gone. She's been gone for weeks. <laughs> I know. Like, where was she? Where was like, she? We, we know that Prince Lee is at the music festival, but where's Mei Lee? I don't know. She's probably in her room. I mean, the dad really must have just like cut her out of the loop at that point, <laughs> which really would yeah. be sad, you know? Yeah. So, she ends up going back with them and you have Odette and Derek coming on to shore here 
and they end up going in. Oh, you are the famous swan princess. And you, you are the... Her name really gets around. Yeah. <laughs> and you are the prince who could only see her beauty. <laughs> we just can't get past that. <laughs> He's like, I've, I've changed. They just can't get my nose right. <laughs> right. So they're like, hey, can we have a moment of moment together in, in private? And he's like, of course you can have that. And so, uh, but of course, Feng is saying, um, I should be going with you. No, Feng. They wanted it private. So he goes in with uh, Prince Derek and Odette. And Odette has a poem that she wants to tell. <laughs> and every bit of this poem, it's like the the emperor is like, oh, tell me more. And like asking a question that leads directly into the next part of the poem. That's like, oh, why? Thank you for asking. <laughs> Here's the next part <laughs> of my poem. And it is about other flying fowl as she tries to uh, compare his daughter, Melee, with a swallow who came flying into her room and told her of the whole story. And so at the end of this, this poem was so powerful that it was enough to soften the heart of the emperor and for him to completely <laughs> change his tune. 100%. One poem is all it took. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? She's my, she's my daughter. And yes, she can get married and I will accept him. Everything is fine. But of course, Melee doesn't know this. And she has, she's too afraid and thinks that she's going to be killed. Because that's what else would her dad do? That's what her dad does. He's a big killer. <laughs> that's what he does. So Chang says, hey, why don't we go to my place up in the mountains over there? No one will find us up there. And she's like, <laughs> sounds great. Let's go. So they start going <laughs> off. And Fang, I don't know how she knew about this, but she ends up following them and appears and basically cuts down a, a rope bridge so that they cannot escape. And then disappears only to have both Lee and Odette and Derek show up and say, hey, 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 don't jump to your death or, or run away or anything because your dad has forgiven you. Everything's great. Oh, OK. <laughs> Everything is great. So they go back to the palace on their way back. Lee and someone else is there. I think it's Lee's like servant guy <laughs> sure like all right man servant servant is they're trying to teach him this song in mandarin which is so hard have you ever tried to learn mandarin i have not oh it is so hard they have tonal changes in words yes. where it's like if you stay at one tone and then you go down or if you stay straight across it will mean something completely different than what you're saying and so he's trying to teach Derek how to sing this victory song. And Derek, apparently, I think it sounds pretty much exactly the same, but he's <laughs> saying completely different things than what they're actually saying. They're laughing at him. Oh, you silly. You don't understand our words. <laughs> I'm like, well, duh, you guys, you guys speak funny talk. Oh, it's so hard. So anyway, at this point in time, they're heading back. But then Fang cuts off Melee. And Melee has been like making her own little head wreath of flowers to put in her hair. And she cuts her off at the curb and basically says, uh, sister, no, I am going to steal your boy and he's going to be mine. And she's like, what? Why would you don't understand? No, no, no. This is what's going to happen. And she turns Melee into an old, old woman. 
who is very old. Very old. <laughs> very, very old. About as old as you get. Yeah. And then she's able to self-disguise herself as Melee. Wow. Woohoo! Woohoo, indeed. Uh, except for the fact that now you have this old woman who can barely walk and just like kind of roaming around the the jungle slash forest area. Saying, I'm Princess Melee. Yes. I'm Princess Melee. <laughs> it is I. Then starts part two of this of this how do we repeat the story of the Swan Princess yet again? Because now the plan is that once Fang gets Chang to like lift her veil and look in her eyes, then she is able to basically that's when Melee will die. The, she will forever become Melee and Melee will die in her wherever she is. Wait, I have to go back. While they're on that boat and coming to this whole thing, <laughs> like right before that, you have Uberta is like saying, Oh, I had a dream that you're going to die and you're never going to, you're going to go to a far off place. And you'll never return. Mom, that's not going to happen. No, it is going to happen. And you're going to ch- have a child named Yippity Skippity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you better. Oh, you better. That is like, okay. No, I've made this photo album so that Bitty Skippity can know the grandmother. <laughs> oh, gosh. <gasps> okay. Um, and then while they're on the boat, like they're they're doing this reenactment of what it would be like to be married. And they're like, OK, first, what's going to happen is the monk is going to tell you both to kneel. And then you're going to put this veil over your head because this veil was actually was given like the manservant gave it to her being like, I'm so glad I finally get to give this to you. I'm like, you're holding on to this. Really? OK. Like they like kneel down and they and uh, Chang lifts up the veil at that point and kisses her and everything. And Odette's like, wow, I can't wait to see it. I'm like, honey, you basically just saw it. I think you can say that you're good at this point. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I'm kind of tired. You can tell the rest, though. I mean, just yada yada. How it, I mean, I, I didn't ask for to, to to reenact the movie. I was thinking you were going to give me a paragraph summary, <laughs> but you were really into it, so I didn't want to stop you. <laughs> oh, it was fun. The first parts of it were fun, and then the after that, it kind of gets a little like so just. Wraps it up. Like, how, how does plot points? So obviously Fang's the bad guy <laughs> uh-huh. and they discover that she's the bad guy. And, you know, there's there's this big green flame. There's this like weird, you know, sort of way that if the green flame is tied to the ancestors, this big torch thing. And if the flame goes out, then her powers go away. Fang's powers. But also we lose our connection with the ancestors. And they're like, no, we can never do that. But Fang basically at a certain point just becomes so crazy off the rocker that they're like, screw the ancestors. We got to get rid of it. And so they do. She and is then off she, the rocker, though. Like she talks to herself yeah, all the she, time. Like, she is actually Girlfriend. a pretty great, a great villain. <laughs> then Fang turns into a giant purple fire breathing snake, very much like Jafar. I love I love me a good villain transformation. Yeah. Um, she kind of goes into this broiler. Um, they, they turn the broiler out that turns the flame off and she's defeated. Meili says, I'm the one who you really want go ahead and do your evil. But then Odette jumps in the way, jumps in the fire to save Meili's life. Fang is gone. Everyone's free. 
don't worry, Odette is fine. You know, even though she jumped into fire, like not a big deal. She's unconscious, but Derek is freaking out. So we give Derek yet another chance. And then she, she just slowly awakens and smiles to everybody. And the emperor says, all hail the swan princess. Everyone kneels down and bows to her, you know, because she's so... She sacrificed herself. Yes, she's so selfless in that way. Mm-hmm. Anyways, she ends up recovering. She goes back to Swan Lake. Uh, the emperor cries for the first time in years. In the end of the movie, we see the portrait that shows himself, his wife, the son, Prince Lee, Prince Lee's new girlfriend, and then Mei Lee, and now his new son-in-law, Chen. So everything all worked out, oh. wrapped up in a big bow. Hooray. Family <laughs> is forever. So, yeah, yeah. So that's um, this one. So before we... um analyze and break this down i mean you basically already gave your blow by blow <laughs> for everything that happened did you like this movie better or I liked the previous, the previous movie? movie better yeah okay i think so too i definitely liked the previous one better there was i think the funniest part in this movie was the very beginning because it was just like what is happening and then basically all the points that i gave i was like yeah there's a point you didn't mention where uberta disguises herself with lord rogers is she into like a famous opera singer but like both of them are really old and they just transform themselves into even older people (laughs) like okay (laughs) not sure that was needed she's like she looks like a really scary yzma from emperor's new groove she does yeah with with the very pencil thin eyebrows Uh uh-huh so yeah that's just a funny little moment yeah and then there's also like the pinball scene which yeah (laughs) that actually made me really laugh out loud funny (laughs) because it was like the uh the moment where i was watching the christmas one and the lightsaber duel comes out like yes it was just that out of nowhere like what here we are yes totally i think it's the turtle like going around and he's he's acting like a pinball and it like glows and everything like it's just like what am i watching but i love it it's great I definitely liked number nine better than this one, but I still felt like this one was up there as far as like, mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. this was 100% watchable and enjoyable to, to an extent. There were parts where I was like, all right, I'm, it's getting a little slow here, but man, I have Odette hair, hair envy I'm looking at that. And I'm like, man, <laughs> yes, great hair. She's, she's always been very enviable in all the different ways. I mean, what else is there? With her? <laughs> Touche. Yes. <laughs> uh, that should be our title. What else is there? You know, but of course, you know, there's the moment where Odette sacrifices herself. And she's so great. Gets lightly um, toasted. So apparently there is a, an 11th Swan Princess movie that's supposed to be coming out. Okay. It was supposed to come out in 2011, two, oh, not 2011, um, Swan Swan Princess 11 was supposed to come out winter 2021. However, we're recording this in May we're recording this in 2022 and there's still nothing. So I'm a little bit bummed because I was very much invested <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, I hope at this point for the next one, it doesn't have, you know, a full name or anything. I would, I would like to see this no more in Cathay. Like we, we did that. No mas, por favor. Yeah. Uh, but we will see. Um, it would be nice to like, okay, like let's reboot in back at home and, have Odette figure out her powers and she can transform. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy alley-oop. Do it. Yeah. Um, okay. So as I was researching this, when I was looking back, I still think the whole crest animation, streetlight animation, rich animation studios, rich crest animation <laughs> studios, all the various rich entertainment, all the different names that this 
studio has gone through because of various acquisitions and bankruptcies. It's just a, a total right. mess. However, I was researching and I'm not going to go into it because I already did that in a previous episode. And even then it was kind of convoluted and it was like, yeah, I, I get it. I just need to get Richard Rich on the podcast and be like, okay, break down the timeline and the why. <laughs> <laughs> but when I, I was looking up and I clicked on this link and it's like another Wikia page and I didn't, I was reading through it and they're really mean in this Wikia when they're talking about it. Like for example, you know, they, on Wikipedia, they have like the sidebar that has you know, like the studio info and the name and founded and headquarters, like all the key information. Well, th for Streetlight Animation, it says the company, the company that has milked the Alpha and Omega and Swan Princess franchises to the point where they have become the Activision Blizzard of animation studios. Aww. I'm like, is that is, is that critique really necessary? <laughs> and then as I'm reading it, they basically list um, into two different categories, like high level, what this is, what the studio is and key dates. And then there's a section called bad qualities and it goes on forever. You scroll forever. And there's a section called good qualities. And there's just five bullet points under that. Oh, and gosh. I'm like, wow, like this website. And then I look at the URL and it's awful movies wiki. Uh, so <laughs> this is just meant for the haters. Yeah. And it's just some of these things. It's like quantity over quality through the 2010 decade. And similar to blue sky studios with their ice age franchise, they have the trend to milk the swan princess and to the lesser extent, the alpha and omega series. <laughs> it, it's just like, they just keep going. They have made bad anim animated films even before 2010 under good qualities. It's like, even though they do a poor job with CGI animation, their 2D, 2D movies are actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, gosh. I Thank mean, you. it's like, what have you done with your life? Come on. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. Despite their CGI animations being cheap, many of the backgrounds are admittedly pretty beautiful. This is in the good quality section. It's like, oh, okay. can you not say anything in the good without having to mention the bad? Like, you're just yeah. like a big, hairy, big, hairy, hairy, <laughs> big, hairy hater. It's, this page was last edited on the 21st of February, 2022. So someone <laughs> is really in to letting you know how bad Crest Animation Studios is and that they milk it for all it's worth. I'm like, you know what? Good for them. Someone's buying it. We watched it. So we are enjoying this as well. So anyway, this movie is not as good as the previous one. Um, the other one had the music and it was a little bit more playful. Elise is not in this one, surprisingly. Um, I was okay with that. Yeah, thankfully she's not there. She's really carried the last movie and the ones previous, but this was, it was needed. Like we needed a break from her. And I really hope that the next movie goes back to just Odette, but having Odette doing something other than riding around in a carriage. And that totally is a thing. If someone does yeah. one of these, you know, <laughs> watching all 10, 10 movies, there are so many scenes where Odette and Derek are riding in a carriage. That's all they do. That's all they do. That's all they do. It's like, okay, I got it. Like it's, you got, you have the animation for this that you can just keep replaying it over and over and over. But I don't know. It's just really funny to me. So yeah. Is there anything, I mean, one thing, the one thing that I did like about this movie is Fang. I thought that, you know, having a real true villain, um, who's really bad is, was interesting. Uh -huh. And she really was very much like a Jafar yeah. in so many different ways where she's in the emperor's ear where she's, you know, she has this other agenda where she turns into animals. She has these powers. Um, so I thought she was a really good villain. And just the glasses were just so funny to me. It's like, great. okay, we, we need her to have these glasses. These are great. When you think of supervillains, you usually don't think of them, you know, wearing spectacles. But Well, and they weren't just like normal glasses. These were very stylish 
like had a very (laughs) specific look going like she this was a choice (laughs) so they made a choice with this I would just like to say if if they are still making number 11 I think that Richard should talk to us and that we should be involved in creating whatever is next because I would love that We watched all of, we watched all of your movies. Therefore, we deserve a seat at the table. <laughs> okay. okay, gosh. I just I'm putting it, it out girls. there. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. Well, Chelsea, for you to even be able to say this, you need to go you need to watch five through That's eight. True. You have not watched those ones yet. Oh, so go and do. In time. I will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe for a roto, you know, a roto watchathon with the patrons, we could pick one of them and have a grand day. No, just Chelsea. all day long. <laughs> just all day long. Have them. Yeah, exactly. Have all we'll day live long. Stream to the patron group. Live stream. <laughs> Jump in. Come in and out whenever you want. <laughs> just... Yes. Yes. <laughs> that would actually be amazing. And it would get would all awesome. of the, it would, you'd be able to get uh, most of the time zones in there as well. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'd be able to get everybody taken care of. I like of. it. I love it. So, so far, this is all that we have of the Swan Princess series. I feel like it starts off really good with the first Swan yeah. Princess. Solid. Almost on the level of Disney, yeah. if not the level of Disney. That I love that one so much. The second and third one, I don't have the attachment to it that a lot of people did in the 90s VHS era, which we get it. When yeah. you have a movie that's on VHS, it just becomes a favorite yeah. and iconic. So those ones are pretty high, highly regarded. And then it really hits this this uh, pit where it plummets down with the Christmas special and then the Annalise young years. And then it picks back up at the end with these last two, nine and 10. I never thought I would say this, but I'm really hopeful for the Swan Princess 11. (laughs) Can't wait for it. And I'm not being facetious. (laughs) All right. With all that in mind, I'm going to give this a eh, three stars. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Just be three stars for me. Yeah. I, I'm going to do three stars too. It's not as enjoyable f- for a variety of reasons as the previous one, but it's still, you know, it wraps up a little storyline that we were interested in. Um, it's just funny, good, good villain, uh-huh. but not, not, not like a, not a ton that makes me want, if I was going to go and rewatch any of them, this one wouldn't particularly be it. Yeah. Like I actually really liked all the music in the other one. Uh-huh. All of the songs were really solid. I was like, this is, I mean, you're definitely going for a vibe. I like it. Mm-hmm. There's just funny little things about the whole everything. So I, I really liked number nine. I gave it a four. And number 10, you got fun things. Yeah, yeah. You're better than Chicken Little. Oh, I will yes. say that. I would, I'd watch this over Chicken yes. Little all day long. So anyways, that was our foray into the kingdom of Cathay. Oh, you've been saving that. I, I mean, it just came up <laughs> off the top of my head. Um, for This was Swamp Princess 9 and 10. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Good times all around. Um, I'm really excited that we finally got to do it. We will be doing the Swan Princess Christmas special. That's not what it's called, but that's what I call it. We will be doing that come Christmas time. So be sure to subscribe. Stay tuned. We have a lot of really fun episodes and other movies coming at you. I think this is kind of the end of our Fowl series. Would you say, Chelsea? I mean, there's Free Birds. Free Birds is on Netflix. We could do that. Crickets. So maybe at Thanksgiving time, we'll do free birds, but it won't be included in our foul series. But our next episode is going to be Alice in Wonderland with our in-house resident Alice in Wonderland expert, John North. We're really excited to have him. So that's going to be coming up as our next episode. But until next time, we are the Rotoscoper.
do this. We're splitting it up into two. Okay. Did we do an a t- intro, outro? Did we do Swap Princess 2 and 3? Okay, let me... And the third one, I just remember I, I went on my little rant of basically there's squatters on this castle. <laughs> oh, yes, for sure. Cool. I like a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I also have to finish <laughs> watching Alice in Wonderland. So I have to watch Alice in Wonderland. So oh, perfect. Off we go. <laughs> All right. Have a good time. You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news, reviews, and interviews. Thanks for listening.